Hey guys, Jesse Newell here, KUP writer for the Kansas City Star. On today's episode with Nick Schwert of Rock Chalk Sports Talk, we discuss the latest with KU basketball, including the two freshman guards, Devon Donson and Quentin Grimes, how they're doing so far and how they can improve, KU's offense as a whole, maybe what needs to happen to loosen up some of the defenders inside, and also a, give a quick preview of the Villanova game coming up on Saturday. Without further ado, let's get to the conversation with Nick Schwert. Happy to have back on the Sportsbeat KC podcast, Nick Schwert of Rock Chalk Sports Talk and 1320 KLWN in Lawrence. Nick, how you doing this week? I am doing fantastic, Jesse, as you learned about 24 hours ago. Uh, much more um, fitting over. Yeah, much more fantastic over. right now. Yes, right? Yeah. A old-fashioned case of food poisoning. So I'm happy to be back on the mend and back on the podcast. <laughs> uh, we will not continue to talk about that because people will immediately <laughs> change their podcast station if we start getting uh, details into that. What we will get detailed into is Kansas basketball. The Jayhawks moved up to number one in the nation this week and are coming off of, it seems like a long time ago now, but a victory over New Mexico State preparing for a game against Villanova this weekend at Allen Fieldhouse. Um, let's just start there, Nick. I, I, I have an issue trying to describe this team to people because you know sometimes you do like national radio shows or just kind of regional radio shows and they're not the ones that really focus in on Kansas like we do and so when they call me they basically say hey KU's 8-0 KU's number one in the nation everything's going well and I sort of (laughs) have to explain to them like no everything's not going well at Kansas so I guess what would your take be on this team through eight games and what you've seen from this team and sort of the state of the union uh, with the Jayhawks because like I said it's sort of an interesting thing for me to try to describe well the best way that I can think of to describe it is that this team is doing perfectly fine if you just want to compare them to all other what is it 352 teams in the country Like, if that's the way that you want to do it, then yes, this team is having a phenomenal season. They should be thrilled with where they're at, but we know that's not how it works at Kansas. You compare them to other teams who have national championship aspirations. You uh, you compare them to the team that was preseason number one in the country. And from those metrics, I think that this team isn't where they need to be right now. Bill Self would be the first person to admit that to you. And, And I'm with you. I just think that there are virtually every aspect of this team you can kind of point to and say, yeah, that's not really where they need to be. Let's start with the the backcourt. Quentin Grimes and Devon Dotson, how are those guys playing together? How are they playing off one another? I wouldn't say that that's anywhere close to being a finished product. Do you have the front court rotation nailed down whatsoever? Certainly doesn't seem like it. Uh, who Who's the, the first couple guys who are going to come off the bench, whether it is the front court or the backcourt? I just think that right now, stylistically, offensively, Basically, all over the court, there are questions that need to be answered with this team. Fortunately for them, they're finding ways to scrape by. Some individual heroics are helping them win some of these close games, but that's not uh, a style of play that you want to bank on, and that's not what you want to become your identity moving forward. So I'm with you. I think that this is a good team, but there are questions all over the place that needs to be answered, and Bill Self kind of admitted as much after the game on Saturday against New Mexico State. Yeah, it's it's sort of fascinating with this team, too. I feel like the last two games have been sort of poor offensively, but they've been really good defensively. And so this team, it's I don't want to call it lucky because it's not luck, but like they've, they've come through when they need to come through with the areas that they need to come through with. You know, like early on when their defense was poor, 
their offense was great. And now when their defense is great, their offense is poor, but it's okay because they can hold teams down. But um, let's get to the guards. I I think that's a a major discussion right now. Um, Quentin Grimes obviously is a a big topic for Kansas basketball. Bill Self sort of went on a – I don't want to call it a rant that's too strong, but I asked him after the last New Mexico State game what were some of the improvements he wanted to see from his team right away. He went on for three minutes talking about things, and I would say probably about two minutes and 15 seconds of that directly related to Quentin Grimes. So what do you think about Quentin Grimes and uh, and where he's at at this point in the season? And I guess what do you think about his fit with Devon Dotson so far? I, I guess you've already referenced that too. Okay, well, I'm not going to – I'm not ducking your, your answer, but I want to – actually kind of circumvent and, and bring it back to it. If, if, if I were to tell you right now, Jesse, of um, the major numbers on Ken Palm, what would you say, if you had to guess, is, is this Kansas team having the worst season of in the history of Bill Self's tenure at Kansas? If you had to guess just one stat on Ken Palm, what would it be? And well, it is related to your question. Well, I'm going to let the uh, listeners out there think for themselves because I already know the answer, unfortunately, because when you were sick yesterday, I went on with Derek Johnson on Rock Talk Sports Talk, <laughs> and so he made some reference to this because he talks to you every day. So uh, now that people have thought in their own minds about what that answer is, I'm going to guess that you're going to say assist rate. That is right. At just 50% this year, Kansas ranks 203rd in the country, and that is significantly lower than any season Bill Self has ever had at Kansas. And the, you're right, me and Derek have, have talked about this a lot this week, and what I'm trying to figure out is, I think this is a case of the chicken versus the egg, and, I, and I'm thinking you're the person who might have the answer for it. Is this simply a product of this backcourt not having anybody who's a true playmaker or a true shot creator for others, or is this simply a case of they don't have any shooters? So even if these guys, even if Devon Dotson or Quentin Grimes are driving and trying to dish and create for others, there's nobody knocking down shots on the perimeter because that, to me, is the biggest issue facing this backcourt and specifically Devon Dotson and Quentin Grimes, neither of which figure to be very strong or consistent shooters. I would say more A than B, and I've basically watched the New Mexico State game over twice, so you can kind of pick up some details. And um, listening to Bill Self on his Hawk Talk show, he seemed to sort of reference this as well without going too much into detail because, listen, he is praising Devon Dotson right now because Devon Dotson's having a great season for a point guard at Kansas. And sometimes, as we've seen with Quentin Grimes, guards can struggle under Bill Self. But there were lots of instances that I saw just from re-watching film that Devon Dotson did not get KU an easy basket or put his teammates in a good position to succeed and I think it's basically because he's a freshman. It's not that he's not trying. It's just that he doesn't understand the nuances of Bill Self's offense like a Frank Mason or Devontae Graham has in the past. Perfect example. You'll remember back, Nick, to the Tennessee game where KU had the ball under the basket, about two seconds left, tie ball game. Bill Self runs one, runs one of his favorite plays. Legerald Vick comes wide open for a lob, and Devon Dotson doesn't throw it. KU had that same play against New Mexico State, only this time nobody was guarding Devon Dotson on the inbounds pass. So, like, he had a clear vision, clear pass, clear everything. LeGerald Dick comes wide open, once again, goes up to jump and dunk the ball, and Devon Dotson doesn't throw it. And you can see Bill Self on the sideline, like, throw his fist in the air, and you could hear him clearly on the video scream out, like, throw the ball, <laughs> throw the pass, god dang it, you know, all those sorts of things. And so, again, this is not a criticism of Devon Dotson, but... I'm telling you, 100 times out of 100, Devontae Graham's throwing that ball. And 100 times out of 100, Frank Mason's throwing that ball. And right now, Devon Dotson just doesn't have it, or he doesn't see it, or that, that's just not part of 
the confidence from that right now. Another one I saw, uh, KU runs this kind of side pick and roll play that they've run for years and years and years. And I was going back and kind of comparing it to years past. In this game, New Mexico State did some smart things, but when they saw Mitch Lightfoot in there, they basically hedged hard on him and, and didn't pay much attention to him. But I was going back and watching, and Frank Mason, a couple years ago, uh, there was he would have that same sort of play. He'd take a couple dribbles, throw it up to Lana Lucas, dunk, alley-oop every time. This play, Mitch Lightfoot was running with nobody on that side of the rim. I mean, no one. Like I know he's not the best lob catcher, but nobody was there. And Devon Dotson takes two dribbles and pulls up for an 18-foot guarded jumper. And that's just the difference. You know what I mean? Like, it's small things. It's hard things to pick up when you're watching the game in real time. But those are the small nuances that once these guys get it, once they understand, and, and Bill Self has talked about their heads spinning a little bit, once they stop spinning a little bit and they can understand, okay, this isn't just my first read, here's my second read, my third read, here's what's going on, here's how we get points under Bill Self at Kansas, I think those things are going to sort themselves out. In the meantime, he's playing very well, but... I think those are the sorts of things that are holding Quentin Grimes and Devon Dotson back, and that's just natural as a freshman at Kansas, and it might be part of the reason why we've seen some other guys like Kelly Oubre, like Mario Chalmers, not be perfect or great during their first run at Kansas uh, when they go out there and they have kind of a first semester and they struggle a little bit. Well, let me ask you this then, because a lot of what you were just talking about is specific to Devon Dotson. Where does Quentin Grimes fit into that mix? It is, is it as simple to you as saying both of those guys can kind of improve in the same areas? Because, I don't know, maybe I'm being naive, but it seems like that's, that's almost too simple of an answer, right? Because they're not identical players. They are similar just in terms of they're at their best probably when they're in the open court. They're at their best when they're finishing at the rim. Neither are really strong shooters. But do they both have to improve in the exact same areas? And if so... Like, do you have two guys in the backcourt who basically have the same role for this team? I think Quentin Grimes' struggles are a little bit different. Um, he did have a pass. Bill Self, again, it's hard to describe over a podcast, but he has one play where he gets the ball on the wing. He has Quentin Grimes with the ball there. Devon Dot, or sorry, Diedrich Lawson's wide open underneath. All Quentin Grimes has to do is throw the ball, lob to the corner of the backboard. He throws it too low. Ball gets th- tipped away. You can even see Quentin Grimes pointing up like, hey, I need to throw that ball higher, but... That's an assist that you got to have. That's an assist that, again, I go back in time, and, and those are the sorts of plays that the guards made. But for Quentin Grimes, I think here's the problem. Bill Self's excitement over the summer with him from having him in the under-18 games was that he could play sort of a point guard role. And over time, we haven't seen that from KU Wings. You know, Kelly Oubre didn't dribble great. Brandon Rush didn't dribble, dib, dribble great. You know, you go down, Andrew Wiggins, not a great ball handler in his own right. But but I think where Quentin Grimes was supposed to be different was he had the same sort of body athleticism, but yet he could put the ball on the floor and create a little bit. So Bill Self was sort of excited about that sort of potential. If you go to Synergy's logs, and this is where I think KU has struggled too, and this you can put him and, and Dotson in the same boat. They have a category called pick and roll ball handler. And you can remember back in the day, Frank Mason was the master at this. He'd get a high pick and roll. Yeah. If they go under the screen, he hits the three over the top of you. If they go over the top, he hits the roll man. If they don't respect you enough, he gets to the rim, gets to the free throw line, or gets a layup. Both those guys are not doing that right now, and especially Quentin Grimes. If you look at his numbers, he has 10 possessions where he's ended a possession in a pick and roll ball handling situation. Out of those 10 possessions, KU has gotten one point. So, Right now, that is the exact situation where Bill Self has put his previous guards in lots of in lots of scenarios and lots of uh, situations, and Quinn Grimes is not comfortable there yet. 
he is not attacking the basket. He is settling for step-back jumpers. He's not finding um, other guys as well as he should on the roll man. So that, to me, and Devon Dotson can go in that boat a little bit as well, not as much as Grimes. That, I think, was where a big struggle is, is that that's where Devontae Graham and Frank Mason, in different ways, but both really thrived. That's where Devon Dotson and Quentin Grimes are not thriving right now, and it's a major part of KU's offense. So, again, learning process a little bit, but um, the fact that, that Quentin Grimes has not been successful there, I think that'd probably be considered a, a pretty big surprise for Bill Self, considering what he said about him coming into the season. Hey, it's Blair Kirkhoff, and if you're listening to this, you love Kansas City sports, whether it's the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting, Mizzou, KU, or K-State. And no one covers these teams like the Kansas City Star. If you currently subscribe to the paper or have a digital subscription, thank you for your support. And if you don't, here's a great offer. It's called Sports Pass, unlimited digital access to every sports story and video on KansasCity.com. And it's just $30 for the first year. It's the best sports value in town. Just eight cents a day or two fifty a month. You can't beat that. Subscribe now at KansasCity.com/sportspass. Yeah, and I, I look at your your best offensive player, and it's Dedrick Lawson. And I'll, it feels like, and this is just going off the eye test. I don't have the numbers to back this up. Maybe you do. It certainly seems like he is creating a lot of his shots on his own, whereas I go back to, who was that against? Was that against Vermont when um, when Quentin Grimes had 10 assists, or was that Louisiana? Yeah, it was one of the two. I'll look it up real quick. Yeah, well, so he had that 10, 10 point, 10 assist game, and I remember in that game, eight of his assists came from simply throwing it to Yudoka Azubuki in the post. And we, we, we sat there after the game, and everybody, it was a podium game for Quentin Grimes, and everybody's like, wow, this guy's a distributor, he's a shot creator. And I thought, Ugh, can I can I reference Fool's Gold for the second week in a row on the <laughs> podcast? I'm going to find a way you're, you're to not, insert the you're, term Fool's Gold every week. You're Jesse. not going to last on this podcast if you keep doing this to me. <laughs> It was fool's gold. He just sat there and dumped it down to Yudoka, who turned around and scored with it. And I thought, okay, well, you know, an assist is an assist, I guess, but it's not probably the type of assist that Bill Self wants to see these guys creating moving forward. But that's it, man. Like, these guys, they have to start creating shots for others. It is a hallmark of not a Bill Self offense, of just a good offense. You have to have your guys in the backcourt who are creating shots for others. And right now, Diedrich Lawson is your best shot creator, and he can be a good passer. He can be the best passer that Bill Self's ever had, which is what he labeled him as before the season. He can have great court vision. All of that stuff's fine. But I don't think he can be your best shot creator for others. Because at that point, you say, well, what are the other four guys on the court doing? You, you can't have your best score also doing that. It's just too much for one guy to handle. I, I think you're come, bringing up a good point here, Nick, because I think it's a really good way to distinguish what this team has been good at at times and what it is not good at at times. Um, and it's probably the difference between running sets and running actions. So you talked about the Vermont game where he had 10 assists. And listen, KU executing that and getting easy baskets, there's nothing wrong with that. That's what Bill Self's done over the course of his career with many, many different players. So you want those easy baskets, absolutely. But I think what this team struggles with is what we talked about with the pick and role ball handler situation which is when you have to make a read and make a basketball play 
Does that make sense? Like, there are two or three... Frank Mason was so good on the fly. Like, he takes two dribbles, he comes around the screen, and he reads the defense and then reacts to the defense. And right now, when Bill Self talks about his team thinking and overthinking, they've become very mechanical on these plays. Like, these plays that are supposed to work, yeah, you want this ball to go to Diedrich Lawson. Like, that's the ultimate um, way that the play is supposed to be run. But there are other ways for the play to succeed. And if there's three guys inside on Diedrich Lawson, don't throw the ball to Diedrich Lawson. Throw it to the guy who's wide open on the perimeter for an open three-pointer. And that's where I think that this KU team is struggling. Because, again, these guys understand what the primary read is supposed to be. They understand how the play is supposed to work. But what they don't understand, it's kind of like the difference between... um, I'm starting to think almost like an orchestra or something. You know, like, like... Playing the music with some feel, with some pizzazz, you know what I mean? Like like going a step beyond the sheet music and playing music, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. this team right now doesn't have that freelance. It doesn't ha- – they, they, their minds haven't been freed up enough. They don't understand the offense well enough to go out there and execute it on the fly. What they can do is they can say, well, Coach Self told me to throw it here and then throw it here and then I'm supposed to look here. And because of that, they're missing other opportunities. And some of these freelance plays that they have are not working out as well as they have in past seasons. And all of this seems like it will get better over time. So I, I don't think it's a huge concern. Uh, what is a concern, I think, right now, uh, and, and something that will have to continue going on, is <laughs> there was a, a video of the game um, right after halftime. They've zoomed in on Bill Self, and you could see very clearly, without needing to be a lip reader, uh, he said a couple times, he goes, he turned to his assistant coach, he goes, we can't shoot. We can't shoot. That sort of thing. <laughs> That's the concern for Kansas, is not being able to hit an outside shot. And if you can't, how much faith Bill Self will have in his guys to hit outside sh- shots, because... As you spoke about earlier, Nick, I mean, right now teams, New Mexico State, they're not guarding Marcus Garrett. I mean, I thought there would be open driving lanes because of the four-game offense. There wasn't because teams were just sticking whoever was guarding Marcus Garrett in the middle of the lane saying, I don't care. Go shoot threes, Marcus Garrett. And this team really needs to continue to shoot those threes because otherwise they're going to be just hammering their head against a crowded lane, and uh, that's going to be difficult for Kansas. I think that Marcus Garrett can hit open three. I'm pretty sure Charlie Moore can, even though he hasn't yet so far this season, and I'm pretty sure Dieter Glosson can. Um, but all those things will open up things better for, for Devon Dawson and, and, and for uh, Quentin Grimes in there. But right now, this team has struggled a little bit just because they can't space the floor and they haven't been able to hit those threes that they definitely were hitting the last two seasons. Well, and that's what is so interesting is the numbers right now, uh, they're not really indicative, I think, of what this team's going to look like across the board. LeGerald Vick shooting 56%, that won't last. Devon Dotson taking two threes a game, shooting 40%. I don't expect – I expect that number to drop a little bit. Same with Quentin Grimes. He's still benefiting from that great game against Michigan State, uh, 38% on the season, but that's going to go down throughout the course of the year. But to your point, Deidre Glosson, 15%. That'll go up. Charlie Moore, 14%. That should go it up as well. Has to go up, yeah. Has it to. has to. It has to. Because that's one of the home... I mean, that's kind of what you heard about this guy coming in was that he could shoot the ball. Marcus Garrett's the only one I look at and I think, uh, 29%? Uh, maybe. That's about maybe right. <laughs> as a shooter, and I wonder, like, is this just going to be a... This is going to be who they are. They're never going to be a great shooting team. I think we know that much. But how is that going to change what Bill Self has to do to get this offense going because I, I, I'm there have been teams who have struggled to shoot, but I, I wonder if there has been a team where you had as little faith in each of the individual shooters because right now, 
if I said to you, who's the guy you want taking the shot? It'd have to be LeGerald Vick, but this is also a guy who hasn't been able to find his shot the past two games. When is when is the last time we saw a team who had basically one knockdown shooter that you could consistently believe in to hit that shot who also was as streaky as LeGerald Vick is? Yeah, I, you know, I think it might be my goal this season on the podcast just to convince people, and this is going to be a very, very difficult thing to convince people, that Marcus Garrett open threes are a good shot for Kansas. And that is simply based off of, again, what it can do for you inside, what it can do for you to open up driving lanes and unpack the paint, if you will. And also the fact that if you look around, the co- if you look around college basketball and what teams are doing, they are shooting more threes to open up their twos. And no better example of that than the team that Kansas is going to play on Saturday, which is Villanova. You know, we just talked about, hey, KU's struggling from three-point shooting, and, uh, you know, even Bill Self is on video saying they can't shoot. Uh, you probably have Ken Palm pulled up, Nick, but you, you see what they're shooting from three this year, Kansas as a team? You want to guess? Um, I, I'm Yes, I, you want me to guess or do you want me to tell you? Uh, you I, if you've already seen it, then I don't want you to guess because you're probably going to be right. <laughs> 38%. 38%. Okay. What okay, are you on Villanova's page? What do you think Villanova uh, yeah. is shooting from 3? Oh, year? okay. I won't look. Um I'm guessing it's higher than that. I'm guessing it's around 40. Villanova shooting 34% from 3 this year. Okay. Well, goes what, what I know. All right. Here we go. What percentage of shots is Villanova taking from 3 point range? this year. Oh, okay. I'm going to guess that's a pretty high number because they are consistently leading the country in that. I'm going to say 44%. Good guess. 52%. Oh, that has to be first in the country, right? Third in the country. Savannah State is kind of the okay. outlier because they're the team that always loves to run and gun and Citadel kind of does something different. But yes, out of power... Everybody knows that about Savannah State. Out of power five teams that are really trying to win. <laughs> I mean, if we're being honest here... 52% of the shots are threes, and yet they're shooting 34%. So, I know KU's is alarmingly low. Yeah, well, yes, absolutely. I mean, KU right now is 327th in three-point rate. They're at 30%, again, which would have been in line with Bill Self's previous teams. But, again, because teams are now going more to the three-point shot and understanding the math with it, um, that ranks really, really low compared to in past years where it was just kind of sort of low. But I guess my point is this. KU... And we haven't really complimented them throughout the course of this entire podcast. So I will go ahead and compliment them here. If you look across the line, compare KU's offense this year to last year, just statistically, turnover-wise, they're doing great. I mean, they are really doing well with turnovers. They're not turning the ball over, which is something they added, again, from last year, even though they're playing sort of a different offensive style this year. Offensive rebounding, they're doing okay. Not as well as you would have expected, but again, it's tougher with a four-guard lineup. Free throw line, they're doing much, much better. And that's been great production-wise because Diedrich Lawson's a guy, when he gets to the free throw line, it's basically two points. The one area that's just a little bit lower, that's cost their offense just a little bit, is their shooting percentage, which is the most important thing. And, um, you know, you can compare across the line, you know, the twos and the threes, but the big difference for Kansas right now is they're shooting worse from both just a little bit but if they're going to shoot so many more threes last year they shot 56 percent from two this year they're shooting 53 percent from two so this team needs to continue to shoot the threes because they can't afford to have these driving lanes closed down and for them to ignore guys like marcus garrett or whoever the case may be kj lawson on the perimeter because what we've seen from teams now is kind of the opposite the flip of what you saw from teams in the past 
three-pointers are opening up two-pointers. And Marcus Garrett, I mean, you just got to have faith he's going to make 30% of his wide-open ones. I think he can hit 30% of his wide-open ones. And I'm not telling him to shoot ones off the dribble. I'm not telling him to shoot ones uh, where he has to hesitate and shoot over a guarded hand. You don't want him shooting those. But when his guy is inside the charge arc, when he catches the ball on the perimeter, he's got to shoot it. And not only that, if he misses... KU's got Dieter Glossin inside. He might get the ball. He might get the rebound. He might get two points in there, too. So overall, overwhelmingly, that's going to be a good shot for Kansas basketball, not to mention you don't turn the ball over. And if nothing else, it's going to help the team in the long run. As ugly as it might look, it's going to help the team in the long run because it's going to help out the two-point offense, which is where Kansas is really going to have most of its offense centered, even if they fire up a few more threes. Yeah, and, and, and you kind of this is a part of that it kind of goes without mentioning but going back to the original discussion that we were having about the Quentin Grimes and Devon Dotson being able to create for others it makes life a lot easier to create for these guys who are so good at driving but right mm-hmm. now think about how easy it is for the for defenders to kind of go against Devon Dotson and Quentin Grimes in the half court because if they get penetration and they get to the rim you know there's a more than likely chance that they're going to try and finish at the rim because you're looking around the perimeter. If it's Quentin Grimes, you're saying, oh, wait, the guys on the perimeter right now are Devon Dotson and Marcus Garrett. Those are the ones who are open. Yeah, we'll go ahead and take our chances with those guys hitting a semi-guarded or wide-open three-point shot. And that's why it makes it kind of easy to defend KU in the half court. If those guys can start hitting those shots, to your point, it not only makes KU's offense more dynamic, but it also gives guys like Dodson and Grimes more opportunities to create shots for others, and then the world goes round and round, and KU basketball looks like a national championship contender once again. It could get there, yeah, absolutely. And and to give uh, Quentin Grimes some credit, he did make a good read on one of those, and to give Marcus Garrett some credit, uh, one particular play where he saw Marcus Garrett's man was squarely in the middle lane, he passed over to the wing to Marcus Garrett. Marcus Garrett stepped into the shot against New Mexico State and hit it. And so uh, that's the sort of thing. I mean, if they are going to give that to you, KU is going to have to take it. And um, yeah, like I said, I know fans are probably screaming at their televisions. They might be screaming at me at this very moment right now, but I'm telling you, um, me or you, Nick, wide open, unguarded, I mean, I might be able to can 30% of my threes. Not in a game, but, you know, that's not a difficult shot at the college level. So Marcus Garrett needs to keep firing him up, and he needs to keep practicing him because KU is going to need to have people respect him if they want to have the two-point offense they want to have the rest of the season. How much do you think people's hesitancy with Garrett shooting isn't just the fact that he misses a lot or more than you would like from your starting guard or one of your main guards? Do you think people are scared off by the fact that he's just got a funky-looking jumper? Absolutely. And by funky, he's probably putting it nicely. Yes. Um, it's, it's not very orthodox, and I think people see the way that he shoots it and go, ah, stop shooting, man, just pass it, just drive it, do something else. Yeah, you know what he shot from three against New Mexico State? He hit two, didn't he? Yeah. I don't know how many. Shots. Two, two for four. I mean, it's kind of to my point. Like, he took wide open ones, and if he hits two for four, the scouting report changes is all I'm saying. If he hits two for four every game because he's taking wide open ones, you can't afford, if you're the defense, to leave him wide open. I mean, that's six points on four possessions, 1.5 points per possession. If I'm getting nerdy here, uh, you got to guard him then. And then if you guard him, then Devon Dotson has an open driving lane. Then Quinn Grimes has an open driving lane, and, and things start to flow a little bit better for KU's offense. Really quickly, uh, less than a minute here, Nick. What are you expecting from this game, KU Villanova? Well, Villanova, as you mentioned, they're shooting a lot of threes, which I just learned about 10 minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> but they're not hitting very many of them, which I also just learned a few minutes ago. And they just lost to Penn, right? The greatest 16 seed of all time. 
uh, on uh, what was that Tuesday night. So they're struggling this year. Um, but I just feel like these are the sorts of games that even if KU's struggling, even if there's all these indications that they, they've been flirting with fire and that it's about time for them to drop one, these are the sorts of games that I feel like this team will get up for. I know that Villanova's had KU's number, but this is different being in Allen Fieldhouse. I think Bill Self takes these sorts of games personally. I think there's a sense of pride that he doesn't want to lose to Jay Wright yet again in the Fieldhouse against a struggling team. I just feel like it'll be a great game, but there's no way I'm picking KU to lose. Yeah, I... The three-point defense is going to be the story, and it's going to be something to watch. I mean, you've got a team that's shooting 50%, 52% of its shots from three, and you've got a team that's allowing some of the highest volume of shots from three for Kansas, and also a team in Kansas that just got whomped last year when they allowed Villanova's four and five men to fire away from three. So I, I, that's fascinating to me, and as you said, I think uh, Bill Self is tired of losing to Jay Wright and uh, is definitely going to have his team prepared for this one. And I'll be interested from a total non-stats perspective to see how KU's players respond to having the type of Allen Fieldhouse crowd that we know it's going to be on Saturday. Just a little bit extra energy, a little bit extra life. Mm-hmm. Will that excite them too much? Will that get them fired up? Will that make them play better and think less? Or will that maybe bring about some nerves? I don't know the answer to that. If I did, I might make some money in Vegas. But as you know, uh, I am not a Vegas junkie uh, every single day of the week because I do not know how these games are going to turn out. I wish I did. Well, well, I think what you really just said there, you could have just saved us some time and said the Quick Scout comes out tomorrow. What is Saturday morning? Yeah, how do we do this? Maybe maybe early Saturday morning on this one, but 4-4 uh, four and four this year, so yeah, I'm not quitting my job anytime soon. <laughs> All right, well, I'll be uh, waiting with bated breath to see what your prediction is. Uh, yeah, well, you keep your bated breath away from me with you know, your food poisoning, okay? Uh, don't want to get sick around here. <laughs> All right. Hey, well, thanks, Nick. I appreciate you taking the time again. Everybody check out Rock Chalk Sports Talk 1320 KLWN. It's where uh, he has podcasts out every day, and a radio show devoted him and Derek Johnson to KU Athletics every single day. So if you've got a commute, if you've got a workout planned, that is the place to go to get your KU content. Nick, uh, we will talk to you down the line here, and I will see you at the Villanova game. Thank you so much, Jesse. All right, thanks for checking out the Sports BKC podcast. Be sure to tune in for another episode next week.